This is Getting to Know Your Bible, a program dedicated to the proclaiming of the good news of Jesus Christ. Here's Billy Lambert. It is a pleasure to be with you today on Getting to Know Your Bible. We do appreciate those of you who are watching, and I hope that you'll stay tuned today as we discuss the theme, Giving God Our Best. Now, on Getting to Know Your Bible, we offer a free Bible correspondence course. For the benefit of those watching for the first time who may not be uh, aware of this course, we want to let you know more about it and how you might be able to receive it. So let's pause for just a moment. To help you in your study of the Bible, we want to send you this Bible correspondence course. This course is non-denominational. It's based on the Bible, it's conducted by mail, and it's free. To receive this course, write to Getting to Know Your Bible, Post Office Box 314, Somerdale, Alabama, 36580, or call toll-free 1-877-711-5214. I'm reading now from Hebrews chapter 11, verse 17 to 19. By faith Abraham, when he was tested, offered up Isaac. And he who had received the promises offered up his only begotten son, of whom it was said, In Isaac your seed shall be called, concluding that God was able to raise him up even from the dead, from which he also received him in a figurative sense. The story that is suggested in Hebrews chapter 11 takes us back to the Old Testament. It takes us back to Genesis, the 22nd chapter. And in the 22nd chapter of Genesis, we find that Abraham was being tested by the Lord. And God called Abraham. And he told Abraham, I want to take your son Isaac, your only son, I want you to go out to the land of Moriah and there I want you to offer him on one of the mountains and I'm going to tell you where to go. I'll show you where to go. So the Bible says that Abraham got up early in the morning and he, he saddled his donkey and he took two young men with him and he took his son along with him and they split the wood. That's down in the third verse and, and then they went to the place that God had told them. And on the third day, they lifted up their eyes and they, they could see this place in the distance. And then Abraham said, now you stay here with the donkey and the lad and I are going to go there and we're going to worship and then we'll come back to you. So Abraham took the wood and that uh, was to be used for the burnt offering and he laid that wood on Isaac. He had him to carry the wood and then he took the fire and he took a knife and the two of them went together over to Mount Moriah. And then Abraham, Isaac said to his father, he says, Now, Father, uh, he said, Now, here's the fire, and here's the wood. Where's the lamb for the burnt offering? And this is how Abraham responded to his son. God 
will provide himself the lamb for a burnt offering. So the two of them went to the place where the offering was to be made and Abraham built an altar and they placed the wood on the altar and then he bound his son Isaac and he laid him on the altar on top of the wood. And Abraham stretched out his hand. He had that knife in his hand. And he was about to plunge that knife into the body of his son. And then the Lord called out to him. If you'll notice in verse 11, he said, Abraham, Abraham. And he said, here I am. And the Lord said to him, do not lay your hand on the lad. And there was a, a ram that was caught in the thicket. He was caught by his horns. And instead of offering his son on that altar, he offered that ram that was caught in the thicket. And Abraham called the name of the place where this happened, Jehovah-Jireh. And that means the Lord will provide. Now, this is a very touching story. I, this story foreshadows the death of Jesus Christ upon the cross. Abraham, for example, was called to offer his only son. And God offered his only begotten son. Isaac was set apart for sacrifice. And Jesus Christ was set apart by God for sacrifice according to God's foreknowledge, according to God's predetermined plan. The, res, res, the offering of Isaac upon that altar was a transaction between a father and a son. And the offering of Jesus upon the cross of Calvary was a transaction between a father and his son. On the way to Mount Moriah, Isaac, the son, carried the wood. And when Jesus was on his way to Calvary, he carried the cross. And in the place of Isaac, there was a sacrifice that was provided. And in our place, at the cross, there was a sacrifice provided in our stead. You see, God always gave the best. And here is something that many people have never tried. They've never tried giving their best. You see, God was testing Abraham. I don't really believe that God was after Isaac. Not when I read this story. God wanted Abraham. And he was calling upon Abraham to give the very best that he had. 
And Abraham's had such faith in God, according to the Hebrew writer, that he believed that should he take the life of his son, that God could raise him from the dead and still the seed promise would be carried out. Abraham gave his best. God calls for our best. He calls for the best of our love, to love him with all our heart, not with a divided love. He calls for the very best of our labors, that if any man will come after him, let him deny him, take up his cross, and follow him. He calls for the best of our loyalty. Jesus said that no man having put his hand to the plow and looking back is fit for the kingdom of heaven. He calls for the best of our gifts. Solomon wrote Proverbs 3 and 9, Honor the Lord with thy substance, with the first fruits of all of thine increase. So shall thy barns be filled with plenty, and thy presses shall burst out with new wine. We are to honor the Lord with the very best. In the Old Testament, in the book of Malachi chapter 1, God was displeased with his people because they were offering to him the less than the best. They were offering the lame and the sick and the blind. And the Lord asked them, would your governor accept that of you? And the answer is no. Well, then why would I accept it of you? Offering less than your best. Nothing puts an individual to the test any more than giving. The giving of our, it, it, our, it puts our love to the test. It, it puts our faith to the test. Do we have the faith that if we give our very best to God, that God will bless us? You know, Jesus said, in, according to uh, Paul in Acts 20 verse 35, it is more blessed to give than to receive. Giving also is a test of our interest in heaven. In Matthew chapter 6, Jesus said, Lay not up yourselves treasures on earth. But in the next verse, he said, Lay up for yourselves treasures in heaven. And our giving is a test of our concern for preaching the gospel to a lost world. Christ said, Preach the gospel. And we must uh, give that the gospel might be preached to the world. It takes money to preach the gospel. And that's the reason that I encourage brethren to give upon the first day of the week in keeping with Paul's instruction in 1 Corinthians 16 and to give liberally to the Lord in order that we might be able to preach the gospel to a lost world. And so Abraham's giving of his son and the offering of his son was a test. Well, how did he respond to that test? He was willing to give him his son. And had he finally taken the life of his son, that would have cost him his home life. He would have lost a son. It would have cost him God's special promise, and that was a promise to bless all nations through his seed. But more specifically, God was able to provide a sacrifice in the place of the Son. You know, there's much sacrificing being done today. We sacrifice 
to buy brand new automobiles. We, we sacrifice to buy houses. We sacrifice to go on vacations. We sacrifice to buy jewelry. We sacrifice to buy the latest gadget that comes out, the iPhone, the iPad, and whatever else there might be out there. We sacrifice to buy land. We sacrifice to buy brand new televisions, and on and on and on we go. The truth is, the average person denies themselves very little. They get what they want, and they want it now. I have a lot of difficulty in believing that we are sacrificing enough today for the cause of our Lord. You know, in 2 Samuel 24 and 24, the David said, I will not offer unto the Lord that which cost me nothing. You see, the true measure of a gift is what it costs the giver. Christianity was born out of sacrifice, the sacrifice of God's Son. And the early Christians understood that. And they laid it all down for the Lord Jesus Christ. It's not enough for a person just to give to the Lord. It's not enough. In Isaiah chapter 1, the people were still giving to the Lord. But God was not pleased with them. And many are, have convinced themselves that they have given uh, acceptable sacrifices to God. But in the language of Malachi chapter 1, God may refer to it as polluted bread because they're not giving their best to God. I remember a number of years ago preaching out in a little rural church and I told the preacher we ought to get out and invite people to come and there was a man that lived just across the road. And I said, let's go see him. He was sitting on his front porch and as soon as I walked up on the porch, he says, now I'll tell you, I wouldn't walk across the road to hear one of them college-bred preachers preach. Well, I guess that eliminated me because I went to a school. And he said, I'll tell you something else. If they'd just everybody give a dollar to the Lord, the church would have all the money it ever needed. I can tell you one thing. If people had the attitude of that man, you wouldn't have enough money to keep the lights on. You wouldn't have enough to keep the heat on and keep the air conditioning on. You wouldn't have enough money to feed the hungry if people had that attitude. When we will respond to the call to sacrifice, to give our best, when we come to appreciate the great love of God. God's loved us. In Jeremiah 31 and 3, He said, I've loved you with an everlasting love. For God so loved the world that He gave. God is the original giver. Giving begins with God. Romans 8.32 says, He spared not His own Son, but He gave Him. You see, God gave His best. And a failure to appreciate what God has done in giving His best is ingratitude. Ingratitude. We have to, the grateful people, thankful people, are liberal people. And the first thing we need to give to God is ourself. In 2 Corinthians chapter 8 and verse 5, the Bible says, This they did not as we had hoped, but first 
gave themselves unto the Lord and unto us by the will of God. The first thing these people did was give themselves to God. But these are the people that he's talking about. The Macedonians had been through a great trial of affliction. They were in deep poverty. They had gone through three civil wars and they were very poverty stricken. And in spite of that, they were begging for an opportunity to help other people. They wanted to do their very best. And we ought to be willing to give our best today. But that begins with giving yourself to God. Some of us have never done that. We've heard enough preaching to save the world ten times over, but we've never given ourselves to God. You've heard gospel sermon after gospel sermon, but you've never given yourself to God. The very best thing you can do right now is to give yourself to the Lord. You love Him enough that you, as a believer in Him, that you'd be willing to repent of your sins, that you'd be willing to acknowledge that you believe in Him, confess His name, and that you love Him enough that you will do what Jesus said and that you'd be baptized. For Christ said, He that believeth and is baptized shall be saved. And you give yourself to the Lord. And that's when you are really beginning to sacrifice to Him. What did Abraham discover when he gave his son. Well, let me tell you what he discovered. He discovered that whatever you place on God's altar is not lost. It is never lost. You see, he put his son on the altar, but God turned right around and gave the son back to him. There was not a hair on his head that was harmed. And as a result, if you'll look in Genesis chapter 22, that he received back children. He received children as numberless as the stars of heaven and as the sand which is on the seashore. You see, you never lose when you give God your best. I think one of the downfalls of America right now is America is not giving God best. Not giving God the best of its love. The best of its interest. The best of its sacrifice. We are completely leaving God out of the picture. But let me tell you, you never lose when you sacrifice things for God because what you give to God comes back it's like an echo Proverbs eleven twenty five says the liberal soul shall be made fat Ecclesiastes 11 and 1 said cast your bread on the waters for you will find it after many days you see what you give has a way of coming back to you I think of Jesus passage in Luke the 6th chapter in verse 38 give well, what will happen if you do? It shall be given unto you. Good measure, pressed down, shaken together, and running over shall men give into your bosom. So whenever we give, it's not going to be lost. If you place something on God's altar today 
That is, you give God your best, the best of your life, the best of your love, the best of your time, the best of your financial resources. It's not going to be lost because God will bless you in return. And anything you give to God will never be lost. I remember a Sunday morning when I was just still a teenager that uh, we had relocated. And that is from one state to another. Our family, the Lambert family had relocated from the state of Tennessee to the state of Alabama. And those were some kind of a difficult times. We were beginning to get reestablished. And I remember a Sunday morning. We got up ready to go to worship. And my dad had two dollar bills in his pocket. And that, that's all that he had. Had no promise of any more. He had to go back, had to go to work the next day and try to earn a living for the week. Had no promise of any money until the end of the week. But on Sunday morning, my dad put those $2 bills in the collection plate. Do you know what happened the next day? He got an unexpected check in the mail for $25. And that $25 check looked like about $250 to us at that time, but it taught me a valuable lesson. Whatever you give to God always comes back. And see what happened to Abraham brought a new meaning of God into his life. And Abraham called the name of this place Jehovah Jireh. And that means the Lord will provide. See, God provided the sacrifice in the place of the son. God gave Abraham what he needed at that time. And then God made a covenant with Abraham. And he called to Abraham a second time and he said, by myself I have sworn, says the Lord, because you have done this thing and have not withheld your son, your only son, blessing." I will bless you and multiply. I will multiply your descendants as the stars of heaven and as the sand which is on the seashore and your descendants shall possess the gate of their enemies and in your seed all the nations of the earth shall be blessed because you have obeyed my voice. That was a covenant that he made with Abraham. Why? Because Abraham did not withhold his son. He gave him the son back and he made a covenant with him. And God made it possible for Abraham to live for the whole world. Notice verse 18. In your seed all the nations of the earth shall be blessed. Well, what does that mean? You're in the all in your seed all the nations of the earth will be blessed. Well, to find out what that means, we'll turn over to the book of Galatians, chapter 3 and verse 16. Now to Abraham and his seed were the promises made. He does not say, and to seeds as of many, but as of one, and to your seed who is Christ. It was through the seed of Abraham that the Lord Jesus Christ 
would come into the world to bless the world. So there was a new beginning in the life of Abraham. There's a new beginning in our life today when we give God our best. Are you giving Him your best today? And if you're not a Christian, you've not yet given Him your best. If you're an unfaithful Christian, you've not given Him your best. Will you do that? Will you do that by becoming a Christian today? Do it just like people did in Bible times, not Sometimes we hear men talking about giving your life to the Lord today and they'll say just follow along and repeat after me or they'll say put your hand on the television screen and pray along with me. But, but I'd encourage you to do it the Bible way. To do it the way God has specified. To give your life to Jesus Christ. And that is by believing, by repenting over your sins, by being baptized. That's the way the Corinthians were saved. That's the way they give their best to the Lord. Acts 18 and verse 8 is a very simple, concise example of Bible conversion. Many of the Corinthians, hearing, believed, and were baptized. Why do you suppose they did that? Because our Lord said, He that believeth and is baptized shall be saved. If you've not given your life to the Lord, through obedience to the Lord, through obedience to the gospel, You've not given your best, so can I encourage you to do that? Give your heart and your life to Him. If you're a member of the Church of Christ and you've drifted and wandered away, may I encourage you to come back home. You don't have forever. And one day, all of us will stand before God in the judgment. And really, when we stand there, the question is going to be, did you do the best you could? Did you take advantage of the opportunities that you had? May I encourage you to prepare right now for that which is to come. I want to thank you for watching today. And in the closing moments, may I give you a personal invitation to visit the Church of Christ in your community. And also right now, please, without hesitation, pick up the telephone and call for the free Bible correspondence course. We have people waiting to receive your call. Please pick up right now and tell them, I want the Bible course. They'll just need to get your name and your address. We will need your telephone number in case the lesson comes back. It might be delivered to the wrong place. We'll need to call you and confirm the address. That's the only reason we need your phone number. Please don't hesitate. Call right now for the Bible course. I want to thank you for watching today. And until we meet again, may the Lord bless you and may the Lord keep you is my prayer. Getting to Know Your Bible has been presented by Churches of Christ. If you have a question about the church, or if you would like the location of a Church of Christ near you, or to receive the free Bible course, write to Getting to Know Your Bible, 
Post Office Box 314, Somerdale, Alabama 36580 or call 1-877-711-5214. Join us next time for Getting to Know Your Bibles.